Welcome, my name is Andrew and this is the Houdat Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about All Saints news, opinions, and reactions. And this episode, we're going to go through a couple of things here. There's really two main topics. The schedule just came out and just like two days ago, so we're going to go over basically all these Saints games. I have the schedule queued up right here. I think, you know, look, I'm not going to do a win-loss because we don't even know who we're picking in the draft. We don't know what other teams are going to do. To me, it's way too early to put like a win-loss uh, where this team's going to go. But basically, I'm going to look at the games in fours, basically. And, um, you know, and we're just going to see like each game, like each set of four games, what can the Saints do in these four games, what they should do, and like is it going to be a tougher schedule or is it going to be – a little easier on us so i think you know um looking at it i think we do have four distinct um outcomes for um you know these games early here we have really when you're looking at the first four games they're pretty difficult they're out of conference games though but they're out of conference playoff teams then you really go on to that next four games that's going to be out of conference or out of a division really teams but only one playoff team in that and that was chicago so it should be an easier stretch um, for the Saints. Then you're looking at the four in a row division games and then four more. Um, you know, you're looking at teams basically out of only one uh, division game and out of that, and that's a little easier to me. I, I do think that the Saints, um, th- I think they're going to do really, I, th- I like the schedule. People don't like it. I really like it. I think it's placed really nicely, and I think it sets the Saints up to go back, um, you know, to the playoffs and, you know, even further this year as they were, you know, in years past also we're going to be looking at really like the strategy that the saints are going to do in the draft here we're going to look at their second round pick what they should do there possible trades maybe and then also maybe what they're going to do in the later rounds but i think we're going to start off with the schedule here and i think that the saints um when looking at it they have four distinct um sets as i said before and we're going to start right off with the first four games so this is how it follows here we're going to have monday september 9th at 7.10 Eastern Time, 6.10 um, you know, Central Time, as many people are probably watching it um, you know, in that time zone. So um, the Saints will face the um, Houston Texans at home. So I think that's a very, very winnable game. The Saints don't usually start good um, you know, off those first games of the year. But I think this team's different. They're all different. I think this is a very winnable game. I think they kind of have to win it. Um, so... You know, I think I think they'll be able to get it done. It's in you know interconference, so um, you you don't have to really have that full intensity of a division game. I think it's a really good game to start off the year for the Saints. Then they go on the road, the marquee game. Really, I think the biggest game this season. I think if the Saints need a must win this season, this is the one they have to get to set the tone, and that's going to be at Los Angeles. And I, I, the Saints got to win this one. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it now. Um, when I'm recording this on April, um. 19th excuse me um i the saints need to win this game um it's it's a huge game to set the tone that this team is different than last year that they can exercise their demons big game here and i think that they'll go on the road i'll make one prediction i said i wasn't gonna make any predictions but i'm making a prediction saints are winning this game i'm telling you right now they'll be determined and ready to go then i think the game that they're gonna lose is at seattle to me out of these four games um, if I had to put one, I think that's a tough game coming off of a very emotional high game. I think we'll be at the Rams. It, it's a trap game, you know, against a good Seattle team. They were in the playoffs last year. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the game we lose there. And then we are home against Dallas. And I think that could be a good bounce back game in the dome, ready to go. Um, I'd be happy with three and one coming out of there. That's a very tough first four games against, you know, for the Saints. And they're not very good, you know, right out of the gate. But I think they're going to have to be. I think they're going to have to start three and one right here. Um, I think that'd be a good way to start off your. Um, you know, season. I don't know if they're going to you know go thirteen three. Maybe they'll go something else. I do expect them to make the playoffs, win ten. 
um, plus games. I think 10 is really at the worst size of the Saints, really. Um, I think really this team's going to win 11, 12 games, maybe even 13 like last year. But it's tough, you know, for things to fall your way again to get 13 wins. It's still very, very tough. That doesn't mean they can't go on a Super Bowl run, but it's just tough to get, tough to get 13 wins. I wouldn't be surprised, but I wouldn't call it a slam dunk either um, for the Saints. Those are the first four games. Those are, you know, if they can come out of there 3-1, and one, I'd say that's really good. I don't know, um, you know, really if they're, you know, going to do that, but I think it's a very poss- possible outcome that they do. Um, I'm not going to put go into these full, you know, game by game, uh, which they're going to win or lose. But I do think that, you know, if I had to pick one game out of there, the trouble game, it'd be Seattle. And um, but I do think they can get other games in there. And, you know, I think they can get a lot of wins here, um, you know, in these first four games. It's against tough teams. but The Saints are also a really good team. I think they're the most complete team in the NFL. And I think that should continue through these first four games. I think they're going to slug out a couple and get a few wins. That, that's just what I feel there. Then their next four games is going to be Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Chicago, and Arizona. I, I think they have a really good um, chance to win a lot of these games. The biggest high um, you know, interest game is obviously going to be at Chicago on um, 425 on Fox Eastern time. Um, I do think that, look, that game is going to be really tough. Um, the whole thing that happened with Cam Jordan and Akeem Hicks, they went back and forth and saying how their Bears are not that good. That's what kind of Cam was saying. He wasn't saying that, but he was saying that we can match their intensity and they're beatable. Akeem Hicks was not happy with that. He's always had a triple on his shoulder with the Saints in the past because, look, the Saints completely gave up on him. They shipped him off to you know New England, and then he happened to have a you know really good time there. And also then he goes to Chicago, and it's, he's like a star. So good for him. But, I mean, you, you can't say that to Cam Jordan talking back to him not right Cam Jordan, you know, he's on a show trying to say some things and, you know, you're here talking, um, you know, back to him. Like, you know, look, I'm not saying um, Hakeem Hicks is, you know, he obviously felt disrespected for some reason. Cam Jordan, I think it was just for fun when you um, watch it back. But obviously, uh, Hicks did not take it that way for sure. But look, I do think the Saints could win that game. To me, those are all toss-ups. I don't know if Chicago is going to be just as good. Um, Really, when looking at it, um, not all these division winners from last year are going to be good. And we're looking at New Orleans, Dallas, um, you know, the Rams, and then also in the north, uh, the Bears, excuse me there. Um, really, those four teams, I don't think all four of them are, you know, repeating. I think one or two probably will, just like last year. Two did last year. And I think this two, I think, will be again. I think the Saints will repeat. I think the NFC South, people think it's pretty strong. I don't think it's strong at all. I think it's even weaker than last year. I think the Bucks have a shot to, you know, go 2-14, and 3-13. and 13. I do not think they're going to do it. I think they're going to be a bad year. Their schedule is hard. I think they're going to have a tough time there. I don't know what the Panthers are doing, really. I don't see them making a run at it. They lost a lot of big pieces. I think they're going to have that 7-9, and 6-10 type season, 5-11. and 11. Um, They're in that transition mode. I do not think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And the Falcons, look, they have a ton of talent, but they can never convert it. I think that's going to continue. They did have a lot of injuries. And really, once that culture comes, it's hard to – get rid of it um the Saints had that same culture I feel like before when they won in 2013 like that same just like you had a lot of good players but they didn't mesh very well I think that's kind of the same with the Falcons here like it wouldn't surprise me if they went 12 and 4 or something like that but um I think they're the only team that's, that we should look at and be like wow um this could be a tough um you know team here and they could be really strong look I know Saints fans you know you're gonna say the Falcons stink and whatever it is but I just don't think um that you know, they're going to be a very bad team. I, I don't think they're going to be as bad as last year. I don't think they're going to be as good as maybe, um, you know, a couple of years ago. But to me, I just don't, you know, when they, won, when they went to the Super Bowl, I think they're going to probably be a 9-7 and team, maybe 8-8, eight and 9-7. Eight, and that's what I feel. They can easily beat 11-5, 12-4, though. I wouldn't be surprised there. I do think the Saints, though, they're the best team in that division by a good amount, and I think they'll be able to um, take advantage. And that 
um, you know, transition us well into our next four games that are all division games. It's versus Atlanta at home, that it's at Tampa versus Carolina and at Atlanta on uh, Sunday Night Football. I think the Saints, I think the obviously the, the interest game that the Saints could lose, and I think the Saints have the most likeliness of losing, is going to be at Atlanta. I think that's a game... It's going to be tough. It's going to be on Thanksgiving. Their crowd's going to be going, you know, nuts there. Um, I think we come away with the win. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a toss-up game. But I think that, you know, when you're looking at it, that's definitely the biggest um, point of interest for the Saints there. And the final four games, I think the Saints could, you know, if they're in if they're in contention late and they have to win a lot of games late, I think they have a real shot to do it. They play versus San Francisco, versus Indianapolis, at Tennessee, and then at Carolina. That's tough last two games. But when you look at it, those are all very, very winnable games. I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints swept those. I could see thirteen and three in the path. Right now, I'm looking at the schedule, guys. I do see a thirteen and three, um, you know, season for the Saints. Just looking at it, I didn't think um, maybe twelve and four, eleven and five, something like that. But I do think that the Saints will be. You know, I think they're going to be right in the thick of it. everyone sets the schedule so hard. I don't really see it. They don't really play that many. You know, I don't think the AFC South is very good. Maybe that's just me. Um, I think the Texans are a good team, but I think we're better. I think we're going to match their intensity. Uh, I don't think their defense is like amazing Titans. Like uh, I'm not scared of the Titans and I'm not really scared of the Jaguars either. They both don't have good quarterbacks. And if their defenses can't stop our offense, which I don't think they'll be able to do their offenses, won't be able to, you know, have a shootout with us. And I, I just, I, th- I think that the AFC South, we play very good against them. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we swept the AFC South. We did just sweep the AFC North. So to me, it's going to be really tough for AFC teams to come into either, you know, to come to play the saints, either in the Superdome or even not in the Superdome. I think it's going to be really tough for them to win because the Saints, they have so much talent in those non-division games where you don't really know each other. It's tough. It's tough to win those games, especially. Usually the better team wins those games, and I think that um, will continue um, with the Saints there. And, you know, when looking at it, they do play the um, NFC West. To me, that's a tough, um, you know, division there. But I think, look, they do have Arizona on um, and, Sa- and San Francisco. Those teams are not going to be good. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. To me, those are two gimme wins. Then you have to play Seattle and Los Angeles. If you split against them, you'll take three and one for sure. Uh, what division did we play last year? I know, I know we played the North. Do we, we play both Norths? No, no, we didn't. We played the. Um, I know we played the AFC North, and then we played the um, the NFC East. Yeah, that's what we played because. Um, you know, they beat the Giants, they beat the Eagles, beat the Redskins, and then they also, and they just lost to the Cowboys, so they went 3-1. I could be fine. I think the Saints can go 3-1 again. Um, I think I'd be static about that. 2-2 um, two and two wouldn't surprise me, but I don't think they're winning, losing back-to-back games, Los Angeles and Seattle. I think they will come away with one of those. So 3-1 uh, and one, um, will be really good, sweeping the San Francisco and the um, Arizona Cardinals, excuse me. And then also they're probably going to probably split those two. I think that's just realistic there. And I think, you know, you got to take that. In the division, I think they can go four and two, and then that's really their schedule there. Um, yeah, six, four, and four. And then you play Dallas, and then also um, the Bears. And I think that the I think that you know I think that the Saints could win both of those games. I think they're going to win against Dallas. The Bears may be the tough one, so that's twelve and four. Um, and that's saying going four and two in the division, they could easily go five and one in the division and get thirteen wins. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised either way there. And twelve wins is obviously really good. Twelve, thirteen. That's what I put the Saints around. Um, right now, looking at the schedule, I don't think it's that hard. I don't think it's very easy. But when you took it up, put, put it into fours, you see that they're two very easy parts. Where I, I could see this team go eight and zero in those two. The other ones, I could see them probably going three and one, maybe two and two for one of them. But that's just what I feel. Um, that's my opinion. I, I do think the Saints are going to have a lot of success this next season, and um, I think that's really, really big there. 
But now we're gonna look at some fills they uh, holes they could fill, excuse me, in the draft. And um look, we're gonna go right into it. What strategy should the Saints do in this draft? I think that's what we gotta look at for sure. Are they gonna go after a wide receiver in the second round? Are they gonna trade up into the first round? Are they going to look at an edge rusher? Are they gonna look at an interior alignment? Or are they look at another position that maybe we're not looking at right now? But if I'm the Saints, because uh, I was trying to give you guys some analysis of what I would do. I would go pick a wide receiver. Um, I think the Saints are missing that um, you know, big um, threat. Um, I think they need another wide receiver opposite Michael Thomas. Ted Ginn's getting older. I don't really trust um, you know, the any of our underage free agents to be a number two guy, um, which I don't think anyone would. Uh, I think Keith Kirkwood could be a three eventually, but I don't think he's that one or that two um, receiver. They didn't go out and get Des Bryant yet. Maybe they'll get him. We'll see what happens there. He could be a two receiver. And we'll, I think we'll see by this draft. If they go out and get wide receiver, they're not going to get Des Bryant. But I feel like if they can, um, if they don't go and say they got a rusher or something, then they, I think they're going to get Des. I, I think they need that hole. I know they're going to say um, Jared Cook, he could be our number two receiver, but I don't really want our tight end to be a number two receiver. I think Jared Cook could be. And I think he probably will end up being. Um, the number two statistically, but I think they need an outside receiver that can do speed a lot. Maybe that's Ted Ginn, but I just think he's getting a little older. I think he's more of those deep ins and stuff, not those go routes. Um, and I do think that, you know, uh, I watched the Drew Brees interview with um, part of my take on, you know, the Barstool Sports Network, and they were saying Drew Brees said his favorite pass to throw is that go route. And Ted Ginn, I don't know, they had a little mis- miscommunications last year. Maybe they seen a new guy back there. So we're going to look at some wide receivers here because that, that's the position I would go and beef up those skill position players with, you know, Drew Brees. And this, I think this offense would be completely set. Um, you know, look, if they want to trade into the first round, you could go get DK Metcalf. They're probably not going to do that. He's so good, though. Um, you know, guys, he's a really good player. Um, I don't think they're going to get him. So, you know, I think that is, uh, you know, what it is there. Maybe they go get um, – and the Keel Harry type player, excuse me, there um, at 34. He's a 34th ranked player by CBS Sports. That's what I'm looking at right now if they want to move up. Um, but then when you're really looking at the Saints range, um, to me, there are a couple of guys. Maybe you move and get Keem Butler, who I really like. Um, you know, he's good. At, look, if I was the Saints, I wouldn't trade up to get a Keem Butler. That's just my thing. If he fell to 62, pick him. But I wouldn't give up more assets to get Butler there. Um, I think that's the same with any of the receivers I'm saying here. Um, I don't think the Saints should, you know, um, you know, give up any more assets. I don't think the Saints should give up any assets. I don't really don't think they should trade up. They, should, they could trade up into the third round, but I don't think they should trade up into the first round. Um, but right now, looking at these receivers, 60, um, 68th ranked receiver, I think this is right in the Saints' wheelhouse. I had him picking in my mock draft, J.J. Arcego-Whiteside. This guy, you know, look, he, he put him opposite Mike Thomas. They do play maybe a little too similar, which could be a problem, but he could play. He's a baller. He is very similar to Michael Thomas. If I had to put an NFL comparison – I'd say Michael Thomas. Um, I think he's going to grow into a really good receiver. To have him and Michael Thomas, that's going to be one of the best duos in the league maybe three years down the line. And, you know, I I think it could be just a really, um, you know, solid pick, you know, for the Saints. And I think that um, when looking at it, he has that drive that, you know, a lot of Saints players has. He has that edge. He has that, you know, chip on his shoulder. Um, I just, I I mean, I'd really like it if the Saints went after him and got him. I, you know, when you're looking at it, um, he's going to give you that, um, you know, not he's not going to go deep, deep. He doesn't get a lot of separation, but he wants really good routes. He's going to give you those intermediate routes, and maybe that's just the best um, thing for the Saints right now when you're looking at it. Because um, Breeze, maybe he can't throw 40 yards down the field anymore, 30 yards down the field, but he can throw that 15, you know, yard slant route or dig route, whatever it is, on a dime. Maybe you want two of those players, and I think the Saints could go get Whiteside. 
Um, then you can get, you know, a player with a lot of separation ability, um, like Debo Samuel, like Terry McLaurin, um, Paris Campbell, who's really not that deep player out. Maybe I said that in the past, but I'm sorry for saying that. He's really a um, shallow cross guy, screen, stuff like that. That's what he does um, there. I don't know if he's going to be, um, you know, a player the Saints should pick up. They could. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but um, I do think that um, when looking at it, if you want that deep guy, I picked Debo Samuel. I think he'll follow the Saints. He was looking in the first round early, you know, during the college football season this year and kind of teetered off a little bit into the range the Saints are uh, looking at. He's going to be around two projection. Um, I, I do think that the Saints look. He's um, you know he's runs a four four eight, which is very very good. He can go to those intermediate routes. He can win the contested catches, which is obviously really big. He's a really you know sharp player working back to the ball. He he has running back vision. People are saying with the ball, and also he has a very good kick returner, which the Saints need a kick returner. So I mean that would help a lot. Um, I think the Saints, you know, go out, pick him. I think I would be fine with that. He doesn't have the best vert, uh, burst, short burst speed. He's got long burst speed. Um, and then also, he needs a little fine-tuning to his route work while, you know, Whiteside really doesn't. Very good route runner out of college. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints got either, if, you know, if one of these two guys were on the board. Now, we're not in the Saints, you know, war room, their draft room, so we don't really know what's going on. But I wouldn't be surprised if they pick these guys. Also, Andy Isabella could be a player the Saints look at. And I think, um, you know, they like those types of receivers. Terry McLaurin, another guy that they can go and get probably around that 60 range. If you want to go into, like, the fourth round with the wide receivers, maybe you go, um, I think we get into a little review, go after, like, a little Hunter Renfro or David Stills, someone like that, excuse me there. Um, so I think that's what you're looking at the wide receiver position. I think also another decision, it's very underrated. Don't be surprised if the Saints go interior O lineman here or just lineman in general. Um, I, I think that the Saints come, they can come up and you know, he could be just a really, th- these guys can be really good talents that could, you know, fill in if, um, Nick Easton is not the guy, you know, that we really think he is, um, there. So I, you know, I look, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints, um, went up. And, you know, picked a uh, O-lineman type player that, you know, could be really, really good. I think one player, Elton Jenkins, he can, he's from Mississippi State. He's, a, to me, a, just a really, um, you know, good, um, solid player right out of, um, you know, college. He's played um, a lot of uh, college games, like about 30 games in three years. That's really good. He'll take that. He'll start a lot of games. He could definitely come up and uh, play there. So, I mean, he played really strong, but... All 13 games in a senior year, which to me is really, really, um, you know, good. He's, um, I think he's the type of player that he could come in here, could start day one for center, or maybe back to Nick Easton. Let's say something happens to Nick Easton, maybe he moves over. I, I think this is just a really good player if the Saints can go up and pick him. Uh, you know, he is really good, um, you know, snap, um, snap quickness, really good first step, which is obviously really big. Get that leverage. He's good at making leverage. Uh, he has good hand placement, creates um, leverage, good pad level. That's, that's what you need. Um, you know, he's a good a gap run, uh, uh, run, uh, blocker. That's obviously really good stuff. Some of his, um, weaknesses is that he sometimes is not a drive. He drives people. He's really more of a player that could just maybe like, um, you know, just be a stalemate blocker. Don't let anyone go farther, but don't push him out of the way. Maybe he could be that sometimes. And also he's not the best on the second level, which could be a problem, but, I do think overall this is a player that the Saints could fix, and um, you know he could be a scheme player that for the Saints. I think he could work very good in that zone running scheme uh, for the Saints. There also um, they can get someone maybe if they had to go into the third rounds possible. Um, they can get um, Uni um, Kajuste out of West Virginia. Um, sorry about if I mispronounced his name there. It's a, definitely a tough name, but. 
he's another player that look he um is very raw which is you know what you um you're probably gonna get in that third fourth round out of a player um offensive lineman excuse me he's well built um you know really good athletic frame that's really good has a lot of quickness and purpose good torque um you know he's good ability to open up his hip keeps his head back um you know very good there but he doesn't really play with the best point of attack. Doesn't put the hand um, hand levels is not the best. He's just a raw player. So look, the Saints can bring him in. They can sit him behind. Um, Easton. We'll see what he can do. Um, there. I, I think those are players that the Saints could look at. You know, he could be a really good player. Um, for the Saints, excuse me. There. Um, I think I think that's really when you're looking at it right now. His NFL comparison. He really he also could play tackle, which is something else he can play. Um, so I think that's really interesting. His NFL comparison is Jamal Bushrod. That's obviously really good. So he's more of the tackle type player, but um, according to um, CBS, he could move inside if possible. So to me, look, I mean, maybe they use him as a guard to start another, um, you know, type of player that can swing both ways. That's obviously some really good uh, stuff there. Um, but, you know, p- people are saying that they're going to use him more as a tackle. Maybe the Saints don't go after him. Maybe they do because they want, I-, I think the Saints do need a backup tackle. I think that's also really, really big guys especially if Jamal Bushrod come, doesn't come back like he hasn't yet I think maybe they go pick up a tackle maybe they go get um you know this guy who can uh, could you stay that who could really play both positions and he could play both positions well maybe they go after that and um you know they can do that there I think that's definitely a possibility um there so that, that's really what I think um you know for the um uh, the offensive line also one more guy is um let's get this guy's name Lamont Gorard um out of Georgia he was a team captain that's obviously really big started a lot three-year starter um you know he's very very tough you know he has um you know very very um you know good tape against Alabama players like that a couple of good um moves you know to get players moving players back so I think he could be a possibility player but um he is undersized it could be a possibility so um I think now we're gonna move on to our final position that the Saints could get in that second round, and that is going to be an edge rusher. I think that's obviously really big. I think the one player the Saints are going to look at, and they've already sat him down, they've had talks with him, they've had meetings with him, they saw his pro day, is um, from Louisiana Tech, you know, homegrown guy um, here, and he is Jalen Ferguson. I think this is a player the Saints could pick up and pick. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they even moved up and got him. Um, I don't know if they will, but he was extremely productive. NFL comparison, Marcus Davenport. Look, um, I think I think that that's the type of player that the Saints would like out of the edge rusher position when looking at it. He's a very, very good chance to become a good NFL starter, even a front level. People are saying starter. He's very, very raw, like a lot of you know of these guys are these um you know lower conference players. But I mean, look, he's high impact production over all four years. Um, he's had more than thirty percent of his tackles were for loss. Um, he's gotten bigger and stronger. Very good. Um, edu- very good ed- football educator. I think is very, very good. Um, they're good football brain. He has a lot of go-to moves, a lot of angles of attack. Um, he's also an instructive rusher who can who can transition to other positions, either um, you know maybe into the linebacking if he so he can really play that three-four or four-three, which could be helpful down the line. Um, people are saying maybe he has to add a little bit more, and his speed wasn't the best once he added weight from 2017 to 18. So we're gonna see here what he thinks, but um, you know he doesn't have um, a lot of. Um, rush moves, which is not, not the best rush um, defender. Maybe he works really good with a da- uh, Davenport because he was a really good rush defender, Davenport is, and then, you know, maybe go with this guy. So I think that's an option um, for the Saints. Also, when looking at it, this, um, our next player is um, O'Shane um, 
um, Zimenez. Um, and he is from Old Dominion. Look, he's going to be a player. His NFL comparison is Trey Henderson. He's really a grinded-out type player. He could bend the edge really well. He's a good coach of the game. He's very, very good at, you know, being coached, which I think is really big. And also, he could, he's really good at, you know, against blocking tight ends. That's obviously really big. He's pretty good spin moves. So, look, I mean, look, he's not um, just like, he, and he's also a very steady player. He's not going to be a Ziggy Anza, four sacks in one game, no sacks for five straight games. So that's not going to be him. But, um, you know, I, I think that's I think that's what you have to look at. He's going to be that steady player that could give you um, a couple of depth. And he's going to be more in the fourth round. So I think that's also um, a little um, uh, thing to watch out for. And then also a guy that we were looking at in our um, mock draft, excuse me, is going to be Max Crosby. I think he's type, a type of player that we can get. Again, going to be that um you know developmental player you know maybe he's more that Marcus Davenport player down the stretch but um look he's a a possible player we can get and I think that's you know after that I really think that is going to be it you know for the Saints I think those three positions they're going to look at and they're going to target throughout the draft other positions maybe they'll go after a running back um I think that's possible not in the second round later for sure maybe a guy like Mike Weber out of Ohio State that's very very possible because he's like a marketing from type player um I think it's very possible for the Saints go out and pick a running back late late i think it's gonna be late just like last year it was late just a late um running back there and then also maybe they'll go after a linebacker for special teams and stuff like that i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised late um for that as well but with all that said i think it's time to wrap up this podcast if you enjoyed this episode or enjoyed um you know any of our film studies or just you know or maybe our content on twitter it's like that you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdetis, on Instagram at the Houdet Discussion, on Podomatic at the Houdet Discussion. And then also you can subscribe and also you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, iTunes channel, Spotify channel, and Google Play channel at the Houdet Discussion on YouTube. Hit that notification bell, hit that um hit that um like button. I'm sorry there. Um definitely drop a comment down below. Any of those sites, guys. I want to hear your feedback. I want to hear some questions. We haven't got a lot of questions in a while, so um, definitely, if you guys have any questions about the draft, stuff like that, we'll be right on that. Um, also, leave a review on iTunes. be very, very helpful. Give us those five out of five ratings. Those are just really big. If you guys can give us five stars, we can give you more content. Um, and then also, guys, I'm going to get an episode out before the draft, and then we're going to do one during the draft. Um, just like kind of how we did in the free agency, we're going to do the same thing for the draft. Go over the Saints picks as they come out, and um, it's going to be a really, really good time. So with all that said... I want to say thank you, prove them right, and who dat?